I've hit record. I'm ready to stroll down podcast lane. A stroll down <laughs> podcast lane. Okay, then I guess uh, let's just get this show on the road, shall we? Let's show the road. Do it. Um, well, I guess we're here. We're back. We did it. Hello. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 15. Yes, welcome back. I understood that reference. How are you, Rob? I'm, I'm great, buddy. Thank you. Um, recovered after the wild weekend we had together. For context, everybody, we were at a wedding with a group of people, not just Ross and I, <laughs> on holiday together. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> It could have been. It was a it was a great. It was a fantastic wedding. And yeah, I guess big shout out to uh Don and Park, our friends who got married. And mm. um, we took the listen to the show. Uh, it was an awesome day. So I mean, congratulations, if they, if they guys. don't listen to the show, they certainly make a very convincing story that they do. It, that's very true. They're very exact in their specifics yeah, if they don't yeah, listen to it. Precise, is all I'm saying. Very insightful. Give me great ideas <laughs> for what to do. Rob, go solo. You don't need all this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, we'll save that for another day. God, that's amazing because they said that exact thing to me. They said, <laughs> Ross, let Rob go solo. <laughs> Excellent. Right, Rob. Let's jump right on in. Let's, Let's do jump it. straight into the show. Let's go. Ross fact, Rob fact. What was yours last week? Was it true? Was it false? Tell us all. So last week I told everybody, everybody and everyone and their mother, I said, Zorro is based on William Lamport, a Wexford man. Ross fact, Rob fact. So, for those of you who were kept on tender hooks about that one, let me tell you, it is in fact true. Yes, that's right. Your favorite Spanish or Mexican or Spanish influenced hero is a Wexford inspired hero. He's not the hero you thought he was. He's not nearly the man you thought he was. He's just some fella from Wexford. Rob, get this 71% of people who entered on Twitter were wrong about that because they said that <laughs> mine was true which one was your one buddy tell mine us mine was that the famous firehouse from ghostbusters was in both ace ventura and escape from la and it was not in either however it was in both the mask and uh, big trouble in little china so i played on the whole jim carrey slash kurt russell movies just mixed yes. them up a little bit as ever with the it's slightly true ha. slightly false we bloody we bloody got them we led them down that path that they thought they knew the game and then we bloody what do we do with the game turn it on its head didn't we take that listeners <laughs> take that <laughs> listeners oh god <laughs> what, what what a great way to, to give, greet everybody in the first five minutes <laughs> Take that, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I actually had people come up to me and be like, well, it can't be the Zara one, Ross. It definitely can't be that. And I was like, hey. <laughs> yes, of course it can. This, the guy has a whole Wikipedia page. Now, the cynic amongst us might suggest that Wikipedia can't always be true. but <laughs> Some guy from uh, Wexford just more. editing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, old Will Lampy down in, down in Enniscorthy is writing this Wikipedia page. What was his name? Will, Will Lamford, is it? William Lampert. Yes, it would be like Willie Lampy in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> Willie Lampy. <laughs> right, so there's Rossback Rob fact. Done. We did it. We got you. It was great. Blazing through it. Rob, I believe um, I am up on the chop for the old reference game. You are indeed. The great reference game. 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 game, game. Interesting. That was laboured. It was. You sounded, yeah, you were in labour. I, I, I kind of, that had a bit of a, like you were more senile. 
as you were saying, the, the, the echoes on that one. A little bit well, of Rob, age. I'm not a young man anymore, okay? <laughs> We've established <laughs> this on the episodes before. I know, but I have to keep reestablishing it so they just know what the dynamic is here. It's a very important part of the process. It's like you, you, you young whippersnapper learning from the old mogul over here, yeah? That's almost exactly how it works. <laughs> Although I certainly wouldn't have used the word mogul. I, I was trying to think of a word that wasn't insulting to myself, too insulting. <laughs> but for some reason, I came up with mogul, even though I have no experience and I haven't succeeded at anything in my life. Oh, wait, wait until you learn from me. I'm a tycoon. <laughs> a tycoon. I'm a roller coaster <laughs> tycoon. <laughs> right, buddy, I've got I've got a, a reference for you here in my back pocket. I'm going gonna, gonna to whip her out and I'm going to tell it to you. Are you ready? Don't whip her out, all right? That's <laughs> Jesus <Christ. laughs> Back pocket. I said back pocket. Let's be clear. <laughs> mm, go for it. Okay, so the reference this week for you, Ross, is... Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. I mean, come on. That is the... Uh, I, I mean, I could just throw it out there right now, but I mean, I'm not... Will, will I? No, I'll wait till it comes up so I can shout triumphantly the words. Okay, great. God, this never happens. I've never got it so quickly. <laughs> Watch me as I forget it. <laughs> Listen, I was unprepared today. I thought that was a good one. Versus the other one I had. And let me tell you, you most certainly would not have gotten the other one. <laughs> Nine, so, I guess that's the great reference game. Let's jump right on in to the news. Do, 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 the news. That sounded so professional from both of us there. <laughs> that actually just came to me in one. That was almost like an epiphany. I don't know what just happened there. Listening back, it probably won't sound good. But to me, where I am right now, it sounded oh. great. Oh, ouchy. You okay? Yeah, no, I've got, I've got, I've gotten over it, but you know, it stung. I put, no that idea. wasn't an insult at all. It was insulting me to me. <laughs> what? The tune I sung isn't good, so it's insulting to you. Rob, everything you sing on this show, every time you sing and I listen back, don't, I'm like, don't backpedal this. <laughs> you don't you dare backpedal. Have you ever seen that film Backdraft with Kurt Russell, where he's a fireman? I'm feeling pretty like Backdraft no. right now. <laughs> You'd have a very different idea of backdraft and what it means. Uh, all right, you said you wouldn't whip it out. You said it was your back pocket. Now, anyway, <laughs> so news, me or you? Who's going first? Off you go, buddy. Right. Okay. Well, then, in, in true Ross fashion, I guess I'll start oh. the news with something r- ridiculous and eighties inspired. There's a sequel to GI Joe on the way. I guys saw this, and the topic of which is very intriguing. Please delve deeper into it. Now, usually I wouldn't cover this because, look, the first G.I. Joe film that was released uh, with Shannon Tatum is so terrible. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also in it, but it's so bad, I do not understand how a second film was made, let alone a planned third film. But the second film came out, Shannon Tatum got killed in the first five minutes, Uh, The Rock and Bruce Willis are in it. Bruce Willis is the original Joe, Joe Colton and all this. It's not as bad. I mean, it's still not good, but it's not as bad. But again, apparently it did super, super well. Did they really? Oh, it did. Yeah, apparently it did quite well at the box I office. remember the sec one has an extraordinary cliff fight sequence where they're hanging from ropes. Uh, I think it does. I think it does, as far as I remember. Like, it's 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 surprisingly impressive in a in a poor movie. You know, that kind of... You know, it's got that highlight moment. Yeah, and I mean, it changed very much from a CG-laden, like, horrific mess of a film to just, look, let's just make a traditional action film... And call it G.I. Joe. But the good thing or the positive thing about this film is that it is um, the screenwriters are Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, who are the screenwriters behind Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. 
You're kidding me. Yeah. Wow, they mustn't have had work for a while. What? Why are they doing this? <laughs> well, hold on a second. They're also the screenwriters behind those uh, 2014 and 2016 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films. Oh, wow. The second one, the second one, I maintain to this day, is not bad. It's just like an episode of the cartoon stretched out for like an hour and a half, which doesn't sound good. But if you like the cartoon, it was. Okay, well... I don't think that's a good enough. That's not good enough for a pass. I just think I find it astonishing that they both that that's the highs and lows that those writers have seen in just three films, in two even. It's it's pretty inconsistent to be honest. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like it's going from like opening a bottle of champagne to opening a bottle of Bookfast pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and and let's put this to put in perspective. Book Bookfast is the better of the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies in this scenario. So I don't know what the first one is. Yeah, yeah, oh, geez, I wasn't even going to go there, like, because the first one of those films is atrocious. I, I know I've seen, I, to, against my better judgment, I know I've seen certainly the guts of it. I just kind of, I think I'm, it feels like it might have been on in the living room or something, and I was just sort of passing in and out of watching it. Will Arnett's in it, Megan Fox is in it. Obviously, Megan Fox has lots of gratuitous shots of her body. Will Arnett doesn't have as much. <laughs> gratuitous shots of his body? <laughs> no, not quite, not quite. <laughs> oh, that's a pity. That's I mean, you, you go for the you go for the fox, you stay for the Arnett. That's what they say. That that is. Oh, I mean, I'm glad you said Arnett when his first name is Will. That could have gone elsewhere. Back to <laughs> back to Willie Lampard again. <laughs> Us and Willie in the murk. That's where we belong. And <laughs> um, it's it's weird because this the third J. Joe film. The actual original plans for it were to be uh, crossing over with Michael Bay's Transformers films because they're all. The Hasbro verse oh. Hasbro toys and what did Michael Bay look at them and think well these movies are terrible I don't want these crossed over with my movies uh, he looked at his films and he went well these movies are terrible I don't want those <laughs> other movies crossed over with these more like it <laughs> he definitely didn't think that he's, he's too enthusiastic oh look to his credit he's got a serious knack for action sequence and special effects but he doesn't do anything else then don't don't give him any credit oh don't you gotta give him, give him a bit you gotta give him a smidge. Have you heard the the uh, DVD extra on Armageddon where it has a commentary with Ben Affleck? Oh, I know the moment you're talking about. Uh, he's just ragging on. He's just ragging on Michael Bay. He sounds like he's fairly he's fairly well on. I mean, I'm one to talk, but anyway, he sounds like he's fairly well on, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. Well, the, I mean, the cru- the critical line I think the people always referenced from that conversation was is that someone came up to to Michael and said. Uh, Mike, do you not think it'd be easier just to train astronauts to drill this rather than one. training <laughs> miners to become astronauts? He was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, we only got three weeks to train these astronauts to drill. And he's like, yeah, or three weeks to train these drillers to fly a space shuttle. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing because when you see that movie when it comes out, you're kind of caught up in the spectacle. And like, we were both, well, I was certainly a younger man when that movie came out. And I, I remember at the time thinking, wow, this is just, you know, it's it's big disaster movie, big epic. And just having then heard that after the fact, it is such a fundamental flaw of just, just the core story. It's hilarious. And the the, the actors from the ver- that very movie were the ones calling it out. That's why it's even better. Yeah, but even look at the cast. And it's like Steve Buscemi and, and Ving Rhames is in it and Ben Affleck. Like there's a, Bruce Willis, uh, Liv Tyler. It's a great cast. Oh, it's super. It's- we got a great song out of it too. I did get a oh listen my karaoke classic oh, Aerosmith oh, I don't want to miss a thing what, what were you singing? 
<laughs> is that not what you meant? I'm just that's it's it. a brave song to go for for karaoke. That's 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 one hell of an anthem to tackle. Rob, any any song I sing is a brave song for me to sing in karaoke. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. You got some news for us, buddy? Yeah, there's one I wanted to highlight, and I'm not sure if you've come across it, but this looks seriously interesting to me. This is my kind of cup of tea. Have you heard of Ad Astra? Is this with Brad Pitt? It is. Brad Pitt in space. Brad Pitt in space. I did. Um, I even saw the trailer. I, I can't even remember if if there have been many Brad Pitt in space movies. Um, I was trying to do a bit of research on it. I don't think there are many. Sci-fi isn't really a genre we find them in. But this is very extraordinary i think it's almost like a bit of a blend between the sort of the mystery that you might get with like annihilation if you've seen that and then maybe then the, the far-reaching travel of some say some of the interstellar stuff so essentially um like it's been like kind of on the docket for a while but it's starting to pick up a bit of steam i think because it's being released in festivals and stuff over the next little while and then it'll be releasing oh september october ish so it's coming up pretty soon but essentially it's brad pitt is like he's way out in the solar system and he's looking for his dad, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, but he's still alive. Would you, in, wouldn't you both believe in it? real life and in the movie, supposedly or potentially? That's the mystery. Is he alive? Where is he? Where's Tommy? Where, like, where's he off to? Why? Where's he going? Why is he? I in the didn't kill system? my wife. I, I don't care. <laughs> it's the future of everyone. I've watched. I watched that again recently. That movie holds up really well. It's incredible long, first and foremost. The end, the end of the film does not hold up as well as the rest. Oh, of the, the film. clunky laundry room fight. The very well, even the clunky. He gets in front of everybody and walks away scot free. Adds a lot of. Anyway, look, but it's a good film. Don't get me wrong; it is a good it, film. It, okay, so what? It, what's interesting is we just, will afford it a few inconsistencies. Oh, Tommy, leave it there, would you? Oh, God, Tommy, oh, leave my... it there. <laughs> Get up them stairs. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew that phrase was coming. But it, it, it carries a 90s and even 80s trope that to this day bewilders me. And all I can put it down to is literally a movie was based on a particular hook or significant climax in the movie. But the screenwriters or the directors decided we don't need to really wrap this up afterwards. We don't need to close it out. We'll just end the film. So <laughs> if you recall, A Fugitive ends with you know, Harrison Ford saves Tommy Lee Jones and they suddenly, you know, like he's literally just battered and bruised having had this confrontation with the bad guy, walks him out of the hotel, jokes, makes it, Tommy Lee Jones makes a joke suddenly in the movie and then the movie just ends. It's just, it just, it done. Hard cut into the credits. You know, where like, it's still just the, the scene where they were and the credits just roll past the screen. I found that pretty jarring at the time. That has since, very recently this week, been subjected to a new leader in the jarring endings i watched um the vanishing uh with jeff bridges during the week the um, vanishing where he plays an abductor um who abducted the boyfriend of Kiefer sutherland and uh, essentially Kiefer sutherland doesn't does tries to find her dedicates years to try and find this girlfriend that goes missing played by sandra bullock never finds her and then the, the jeff bridges like comes clean about having abducted her in the first place like years later and anyway, long story short, this mad sequence of events happens between Jeff and Kiefer and this other lady who's involved. And it just, at the end, it just quickly flashes to this hotel room. Kiefer goes, haha, we don't drink coffee anymore. End of the movie. Like, it goes from bonkers to 30 seconds of a conversation and the end of the movie. Like, it is the most jarring finish I've ever seen in my two, life. Two, two, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> two things. Um, 
firstly, when was this released? Uh, it, definitely the, the 90s at, at the latest. And secondly, so Ad Astra, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that digression. <laughs> good Lord. Good Lord. Let me see here. Yeah, 1993, The Vanishing. Fair enough. Right. Well, so I was on at this. Sorry, at, at this Ad Astra trailer, I saw it recently as well, and I actually described it to somebody a bit like you did because it's like Interstellar mixed with, and there's another space film. I said perhaps Sunshine, maybe. Anyway, it's perhaps got that moon? kind of Moon. Maybe could, Moon. Uh, God damn it! I love Moon so much. I love moon, moon so so freaking much. You've seen that film, right? Yeah, that's why I keep saying Moon. God, With Sam it's Rockwell, so good. it's very clever. Ah, I, I love Sam Rockwell forever because of that film. But Ad Astra, the trailer really, really, really has a lot of those uh, interstellar vibes going on, doesn't it? He's From like certainly crying a spectacle with a and a sort of a like far distance, far reaching solar system sort of sense, and just you know the the slow sort of gentle draw of a spaceship through the emptiness of space. That kind of epic fastness, and then obviously then the mystery though that's tossed in there as well. You know, he has to find his dad. Maybe that saves the humans. Who knows what happens with the um, humans? <laughs> Are you an alien, Rob? You said that like <laughs> Transformer humans. or something. Maybe it saves yeah, the humans. Listen. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, is is it that why at the wedding last week you were like, it's... what is this human festival? <laughs> you know, when I said I got caught in traffic on the way, I, I lied. I got abducted. and I It was guess. an asteroid, like an asteroid belt. Yeah. But anyway, I think Adastra looks interesting. <laughs> Yeah, what, what it's a, either going to be a great movie or an elaborate ad for Opal. Who knows? Yes, I was actually thinking I was going to make a car joke there somewhere, but I was just like, this summary for Ad Astra has already been so fantastic. <laughs> what else could we add to it? Um, Ad Astra. Anyway, uh, so Brad Pitt in space. That's what I got. Um, thoughts, concerns, or do you want to move on to the next one? I mean, I think we've I think we've spent enough time not covering Ad Astra. That it's fine <laughs> to leave it where it is. Um, right, I guess I am going to jump in here now with one the 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 next bit of news I have, and this kind of they fit together, so let's throw them in together. And it's kind of Disney news. Um, oh. Have you seen the Lion King box office? I I have it I have it open in front of me, as you probably might have well predicted. Well, I mean, I kind of figured you you would cover it somewhere. Uh, do you want to take this then? Well, I can tell you what it is, but you can also tell me what it is if you want to. Flip okay, well, what I have in front of me here is 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 one billion uh, three hundred and thirty four million six hundred and three thousand something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I have one billion three hundred forty three million eight hundred thousand. So listen. Well, yours is obviously more updated than mine is, Rob. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand how they're different. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine they're changing quite quite frequently. But basically, it is the most successful uh, animated movie of all time. Interesting. That is interesting, right? It's a, it's a remake, so I feel like it's cheating. I've said this before. I, this movie is cheating, and it's too realistic. We but this is my whole thing. You so you didn't see this the last time we were talking about it, but you have seen it since. I've seen The Lion King since. What is your take? Very quickly, four words. Um, two real jarring faces. Th- that's that's a pretty succinct four words. If I'm going to be honest, I was going to lift the forward ban. But you knocked it out of the park, so the forward <laughs> band stays in place. Oh no, help me. That's, oh Jesus Christ. This sounds like a Who's Lines at Anyway skit here or something, okay? <laughs> um, yes, that is such so it is, it, 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 it's, a. It's adherence to realism hurts it so much because it loses a lot of effect and emotion because of that. It's the emotion it loses, big style. Also, yeah, the songs don't style. have the colour or the charm they did. 
because it's so brown and beige because of the landscape. Mm. Um, and, and again, it, like, like I said before, the carnivore effect where I feel like Simba at any moment is just going to turn around and absolutely devour any of his friends because like, it looks so real. You're saying the carnivore effect like it's this understood societal thing. This is only you experiencing this carnivore effect. I listen feel. to me. You listen to me now, all right? <laughs> the carnivore effect is going to be a, a, a psychological condition that's going to end up in the, the, the psychological mental health guide place, all right? <laughs> the, the, um. The Psychological Mental Health Guide Place. Listen, I read it. Rob, I read it every week. I couldn't I remember to. the name of the real thing. I did this in a psychology hit. And the it's, Journal of Mental, the mental Health. The, 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 the mental and statistical uh, diagnostic thing. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> basically, the carnivore effect is real. Not just me. Everyone can see it. Did you not feel that at all? Not, really not. No, I honestly, it was, I was, because, you know, I knew the movie anyway. You kind of, it was going to hit certain beats. So that's what I was focusing on. I wasn't concerned that the animals were going to devour each other. <laughs> like a twist ending. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, boom has become a pork chop. There we go. Now, my second uh, kind of addition to this news is that the Aladdin, uh, there's already a sequel in the works. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, apparently it's not going to follow directly as in there was an Aladdin 2 called like the return of Jafar or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not going to be that, but I think An it's going original. to draw. So well, it could be like, well, it'd be great if they just did something completely different, but within that world, a whole new world, even. Oh, you, you! Oh, I feel like Robert De Niro in that gif. You know, and he's like, you, you, when he's pointing at him. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but but thank you. Put it up. Sorry, continue. Yeah, you you enjoyed Aladdin, so you must be excited about this. I, I did, I did. I actually am kind of happy about this. Now, again, I would say 90% of my enjoyment when it comes down to it is the fact that I love the original and I know those songs and I love those characters. But at the same time, uh, I would rather see this get a sequel than The Lion King. So yeah. there is that. Simba's pride. Oh, not great. Mm. Not great. But I think what's interesting here is like, this does this set a precedence for all these other Disney remakes? Like you've got this situation where this is a very successful one of the remakes. Actually, probably a bit of a surprise hit. I don't think they expected it to do this well because it made um, it's made over a billion itself. Aladdin has and still probably got a few million still to come in yet because you know these Disney movies have a lot of uh, they've they've legs because you know they're great for like kids parties and things and yeah matinees and those kind of yeah. Mm. So you'd wonder now. How many sequels are we going to get out of all the remakes? It's like sequels to remakes of older films. You know, where, where does it end? That's what I wonder. And what's crazy is that, um, like, both Aladdin and The Lion King surpassed the billion, and Toy Story Four didn't. It's going to though. It will. It's very close. It's very it's close. It's like ten mil off or something like it. Or it's eight. like nine point two uh, million off. It's 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 too close for it not to make it. I feel at this point. Um. So like that's. So, like, if you were to think of, like, how Disney shaped up this year, Avengers, Lion King, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, they dominate the top six, and they're all over a billion. It, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, one franchise alone for them would make over a billion. Like, it's insane. And then they have, like, seven of them put together. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Now, question. Do you want to... Have you got any plot points for... Or any specifics on this Aladdin sequel? What's What's been released on this game? I have specifically. So what the director uh, or one of the writers said is that if I told you, the fans would go crazy. It's just too early for me to reveal. 
but just know that we're looking at a lot of different source material and it's not going to be based on one singular source. We're going to take the best of everything that's been done before and create something fresh and new. I like the sound of that. So just for a heads up, when it comes to the editing, there's going to be a chaotic kerfuffle in the middle of that while you were talking. Oh, I heard that. I, I tried to speak over it, but I'm, I'm not, not, I'm leaving that in. You better believe I'm leaving that in. <laughs> I uh, I actually hit the microphone with my elbow. <laughs> it just tumbled. Yeah, there ain't no way that's getting edited out. Don't yeah, don't you for carnage. a second think that it is? I just saw the peaks and the drops on the on the level thing here beside me. This is going to be carnage. I was like, geez, Rob is really not happy about that." Uh, I left the room. News. <laughs> like it's... smashing the microphone over your face. <laughs> it's the only thing that'll stop it. So, is it Guy Ritchie again? Um, that I don't know. I, I think it's all very much like early stages and all that. But I mean, realistically, the money you made, it's going to happen. They're, they're like, just throw it out there. Throw, throw a lad in 15, the 1 to 15 if you can out there. Like, mm. Fascinating. Do you know what? Actually, on the topic of Disney remakes, I have a couple of additions to this little, little, little topic we're delving into. The Little Mermaid, first and foremost. Yep. That's obviously getting a sequel. Apparently, Harry Styles turned down a role uh, as the prince. Oh, he turned it down, did he? I did not realize he turned it down. No, apparently he was offered it, and he said no. What? A, what are we? What have we come to? He's getting I, offered parts, and he's has the credibility to turn them down. What's going on here? I guess it's not his styles. Oh, very good. I mean, I feel like that one's been used somewhere online, but that's really weird that he turned it down. I mean, you think in his, uh, he's probably worth enough money for for the world over, uh, but still, you think in yeah, his, it's not, it's not a financial gain thing. I think that he's doing, and also that's actually very tact approach by disney they're like what's what's the fan base for a movie like this and who do we cast that will draw people in yeah. particularly when it's one of the live action ones where it's not animals although actually let me sorry that's not even an excuse the cast for the lion king was just ridiculous um mm-hmm. but like you know teenage heartthrobs harry styles is the prince in an upcoming he can disney sing movie. he can sing i mean in theory <laughs> but yeah well he'll be in theory or he'll be in tears by the time he's done with it it doesn't seem like he's able to get out of this one Maybe he's that. just afraid of water. <laughs> he can't swim. That's the problem. I mean, he was good. He was good in, uh, I was about to say Inception, but he was very good in Dunkirk, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, he was. I know he didn't have a lot of uh, speaking to do, like nobody really did, but I think he was great in that film. And For the I think that's that a brilliant film. You think I it's a brilliant think... film? Yeah, I think it's gets slightly uh, thrown around the lot a bit lately. People Does it really? To... Yeah, yeah. It's not, an, it's not one of those enduring films, but I think that's just a modern Nolan kind of feedback i think people are starting to sour on him for no real reason like uh, a nolan real reason but he's hey. it's because i think people find his stuff sometimes a bit a little bit too cold and impersonal it's too just it's too jarring or maybe too um punishingly sort of tense and, too clinical maybe and, and yeah there's, there's 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 it lacks emotion they've often found sometimes whereas i i mean interstellar i'd argue the opposite i think that's full of emotion the whole thing is about how love is one of like maybe a new dimension and everything it's hated great. that part i thought it was too cheesy for me i was like this is great oh nah they've ruined it that's <laughs> well come on as i always say that film should end at the bookcase scene and that should be the end of it but anyway he just gets there and then it cuts <laughs> would that be yeah, epic no, but like he gets there and he knows that he saved the world and all that. And as the bookcase is closing around him, it all goes to black. And I'm like, yep, that's fine. Maybe leave a bit of interpret open to interpretation. But mm. the whole he goes back to Earth, every, like uh, there's no stakes because he survived. I just uh, I hate that part of the film. It ruins, it almost ruins the entire film for me, to be honest. 
that got really harsh all of a sudden, didn't it? <laughs> I got scathing. I'm also sorry on Nolan. <laughs> sorry, Graves over here. But um, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, Harry Styles is in Little Mermaid. Didn't really, look, that movie's going to be what it is. It's going to be some sort of movie. Also interesting, I didn't know this one was already so far underway. Lady and the Tramp. What? Yeah. There's photos online of the dogs. And oh, I really? can't tell. And I can't tell if it's if if they're CG dogs or if they're dogs where they're just going to tweak the mouths. Um, I, I have literally not heard a word about this. Tessa Thompson is Lady in it. And Justin oh, Theroux is the Tramp. There's other folks in there as well. I've forgotten. Um, I just thought it was very interesting as a like who asked for that one like for like they remade Dumbo and I remember thinking that's random Lady and the Tramp what well I mean look I guess they, they saw the earnings of The Lion King and Aladdin and now they're just going to I mean they're just going to push and push and push as long mm-hmm. as it uh, well as these as are all, this is but this is well underway which is astonishing now what I think is interesting I, I think this might be I think it's getting limited cinema release and it's actually launching with Disney Plus Okay. Okay. Well, then maybe they needed like a hook. Although, I mean, they have enough a hook. to launch that platform. They've got the bloody Star Wars and Marvel stuff to boot. Um, and why don't they make a remake of uh, Hook? And that hook. would be their hook. Hook dot with the the Spielberg one. Well, I just meant because Peter Pan is Disney, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. God, Hook. Sorry, you know that's Dustin Hoffman as Hook. That is the that's a that's a that's a great film. Don't try to stop me, Shmee. Stop me, Shmee. <laughs> God, Robin Williams is Julie Roberts genius. Oh my god, gets a bit mm. weird at times because of all the you know the the the, the boys kind of run around and eating imaginary food, but it's good yeah, and have that imaginary food fight, and it's clearly just play doh they're throwing around. Don't don't eat that. I mean, it, it made play doh look even more delicious than it already did. I guess. I mean, look, we've all eaten Play-Doh once or twice. Mm, it's not toxic these days, so it's fine. Is it? Well, these days. It wasn't back in my these day, I'll days. tell you that. <laughs> no, that's what happened That's why you. I'm like this. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was... It- but listen, just thought it was interesting that Lady in the Trap is also just in the works. Like, it's like if it's due for release in his Disney+, Plus, that could be within literally a few months, and I had no idea it was coming down the tracks. So the- they think of the volume of remakes they actually just have just in the pipeline now based on the success of all these remakes so far it's just terrifying but i mean they gotta be they gotta be running out of properties now and if, like even like new stuff like frozen 2 and all that is still to come out this year i think it's, I, I, frozen 2 is this year uh, it's fine. i think i saw um, give me God. actually two seconds because i had yes 2019 isn't over yet frozen 2 and star wars the rise of skywalker arrive in november and december <sighs> In fact, like Marvel, not even Disney, but just like just the Marvel movies alone, all together made over five billion this year. That's not a bad day at the office. That is that is not a bad day at the office, to be honest. Look, if I'm I'm just saying, if somebody offered me five billion, I'd probably take it. Listen, I'd have to think about it. I've thought about it. If somebody offered you take five it. billion to give up this podcast, Rob. Oh, would that's you a, bit take... of a mean question. Because I'd have to say yes immediately, and you'd have to hear it. <laughs> What if it was me offering you five billion? Oh, I definitely take Ooh. it then. <laughs> then you double take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, there you go. Lady oh, in the trap. Now I know your price. Um, what else you got? Let me see. What else do I have? Okay, uh, kind of interesting one here, I guess, because I didn't really expect to talk about it, other than the fact that I just got in time, got into my house just in time tonight. Uh, no Man's Sky Beyond was released today, oh. which is the add-on for that uh, that up-and-down game where you're in space that, that kind of came out 
to a slew of criticism, but then Rightly. made it back up over the last few years. And mm. uh, me and you played it before, Rob. It's uh, shocking. Yeah, we didn't we didn't love it. Let's the, let's be honest. The controls are absolutely bonkers. It's honestly it has the the control scheme of a game that was hastily put together with the release of a movie for like the PS2 era. It's that choppy in terms of how easy it is to play. Like 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 Go ahead. You'd buy an action figure and you'd get this demo disc with it for a game and the gra- the, the the controls were probably worse than that. Yeah. Like I, it would have been easier to control the game with an action figure than the, the way it was in the in the like this. This is, it's just so clunky. It's hard to get your perspective on what's happening. It all kind of plays out the same, even though they pretend like there's other missions going on. I knocked about two or three hours out of it, and then I was like, I don't think I can return to this. The, the way I would describe it is, I'm playing on the PlayStation Four was like playing a game that had a gimmicky peripheral that was released just for that game, but they never actually released the peripheral to play it with. So you're trying to use the controller to do something it wasn't designed in any way, shape, or form to do. Mm. But the reason I brought it up is that the Beyond update, which is free today, um, was released with a VR aspect. So the whole game is completely playable in PlayStation VR. And? Um, now, look, I'm not going to lie. It is it is blurry, it it is fairly blurry, but oh. good God, it it like it it's gonna make me give the game a chance, a definite chance. Like to say it's immersive is an absolute understatement. Oh wow! And you can use your motion controls as your hands, and you have to like, and the controls somehow seem easier on these because to open menus and stuff, you actually have to like press the back of your hand, so it looks kind of like you have a like a Star Trekky thing on you or something, you know, it kind of does feel like a part of the spacesuit. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of fits together like that. Like, <sighs> you see, maybe as well, you could, do, are you able to, I always found just, just looking around was a challenge, particularly when you're in the ship, does the VR lend itself to being able to look around? Oh my God, place? it's brilliant. Like you, you can just turn around and look at your wings and like turn around and look at the back of the ship and you can lean forward to like look at your, at your scanner in front and everything. It actually suits VR almost better than 2D, I think. Now look, well, again, I only played it for about 20, 25 minutes there earlier. Got it. I plugged on the creative mode so I had all, I didn't have to run around for three days trying to collect resources <laughs> to fly a plane for five minutes. Oh but, God, um, another problem. Yes, another problem. But it's worth, it was, it, it's worth trying. 100% worth trying in VR and, to be fair, if you have that, VR, though, I think it's what has to be stipulated. If you don't have VR, do not buy this game. That's well, but that's saying that's saying that's the PSA. there is a lot of updates. It is twenty euro on the PlayStation Store at the moment because it's obviously on sale because of this update. Um, I would I, I can't say I'd recommend it at the moment, but look, I'm going to give the VR sh- a shot, and we'll probably come back to it and revisit it on a future episode. Because remember, before we were talking about. We'll do a whole thing where we'll both play it and do like oh, a, a captain's log and see how we get on. But it was so unplayable that we just gave that idea right up. Oh my god! I like because right up. To, just it took me a good hour and a half just to start getting into the swing of things, and even then I felt like I was making no progress. And then I went to another planet, and then I ran out of fuel. And I was like, "You're kidding me! I'm already out of fuel. Why did I go to this planet if I'm already out of fuel?" And it just it's a became g- it just became this repetitive thing. You saw where it was going already. And like at every turn, you just felt defeated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a great experience! I don't put on a game to feel defeated at every blow. Like, I just there's just better games to play, way better ones. That's, that's that's also the catch. Right, Rob. Do you want to throw out one more news segment then, and then we will uh, jump into our little a little bit sure. for this for this episode? Here's a little news nugget that I heard. Uh, Keanu Reeves in the MCU potential. I understood character. that reference. 
I mean, I didn't forget. I was just waiting for it. I was just waiting for it to come up. Uh, that quote is, yeah, I reckon I'm back. It's from John Wick 1. Part okay. three, he's, ha- he's handcuffed to the, uh, to the chair. Oh, and he's getting kicked around in a church by the guys. And they're about to kill him. Uh, and then spoilers, he gets saved by oh god damn it, why did I keep this going? I thought I'd get his name in the time I was talking. Oh William Defoe. William Defoe saves him by sniping the one of the guys through the roof. Ha, huh, didn't realise you were that much of a John Wick fan. Uh, oh yeah, I've only seen the first one. I'll be seeing the second one on Saturday. I've enough. seen the second one. I haven't watched Parabellum though. So I'm 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 I don't know at what point I'm gonna get to see that, but um it they're all these the first two have been great this third one is supposed to be just equally they just build on each one effectively and like that's a trilogy that should have existed unlike the uh, previous one you mentioned the bloody G.I. Joe ones here's a weird trilogy that also exists somehow bloody Jared Butler just to quickly mention his Olympus movies are still being made yes this fallen. week isn't it a release has is fallen. It? this week Angel has fallen has been released can you believe they've made three of those I mean I can't believe they made one of them let alone three it's crazy. But this is just, just just so we can get back there, Rob. Could, I just I just like to hear you say you, you got it, Ross. Ross, you got it. <laughs> yes. It was an easy one. It was clean though. It was. I didn't need an accent. I didn't need it. It was clean. I got well, it. What accent am I gonna do for Keanu Reeves? I yeah. Should have made you do an accent. I'm thinking I'm back. Like it, it, you just have to go gravelly, and then that's that's that's, that's a good one. That's not bad. But anyway, Keanu but, Reeves yes. though. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, what are your thoughts on this? This is what he's been tipped to play in the MCU so far. The most realistic shot. Moon Knight. Do you know who Moon Knight is? I know of the character, but I don't know much about him. So this is where I gift you the segment. Away you go with the fairies in the moon. Off you go. Tell us about him. Good yes. God. Um, I remember I read a, like the guy, of, you read Age of Ultron. Um, that was from Brian Michael Bendis. He did the Avengers. And he also did a great series with... Uh, Moon Knight called Moon Knight. Um, I think his name is Mark Spector. Is the the his alias or his normal person name? He's a crazy man. Basically, he has uh, like lots of psychological disorders and multiple personality disorders. So the way Brian Michael Bendis did it really intelligently was that like all his different personalities were manifesting as different Avengers characters. Oh, okay. So if he get angry, the Wolverine part would come out and be like, "Kill them all! Kill them all! Kill them all!" But then the Captain America and the Spider Man part would be like, "No, don't don't do it! You're better than this and all that." So it was kind of it was kind of clever. It was a very it was only twelve issues long. It wasn't amazing, but uh, he seems like a good character. Recently written by Warren Ellis in, a, in what's supposed to be an absolutely mind blowingly good series. So look. Keanu Reeves could be good. Keanu Reeves is pretty much good in anything. I, I think it would be fun to bring him in as someone super weird and obscure. That's where that's that's the perfect spot. Otherwise, are you wasting him on someone too safe or too minor a character? Right? If it's going to be Keanu Reeves, you want it to be something. God, yeah, that's a perfect random as hell Keanu Reeves part. I think that'd be a good one. Now, this this is very much speculation. This Moon Knight rumor, but how key would that be? I, I think, like you said, actually, and it's a really good point because, like, Moon Knight is not in any way a top tier character. He was in the Avengers of what for a while recently, um, but he's never been a triple A character. And I, like I said, with the what they could do with that kind of, if they bring in the psychosis and all that, would be very interesting. Especially if they had Keanu Reeves like playing multiple roles or oh something. I think that would be really cool. And everyone loves Keanu Reeves, so why not do that? Yeah, well, I think they should ride the Keanu wave. Like, it's just that he's so popular right now, and that's just a fun casting choice. 
It's just how would they fit the character, I guess, into their, their whole universe. But that's for them to figure it out and us for the watch. So and, and like you said, you don't want them in too pivotal a role either, where then it becomes the Keanu Reeves verse with the MCU built around it. You know? Yeah. Or to my role where you're just like, oh, wow, what a wasted opportunity of Keanu Reeves. And, and like, you, you just... Like you'd be like Chris O'Dowd in Tour Two when someone goes on a date with him for five minutes. Oh yeah, and he ends up becoming a pivotal plot point because he calls them when they're in, on some alien planet. Literally saves the day. Oh god, I actually forgot that. That's how much I remember that film. It's yeah, so forgettable. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't happy. In fact, I doubt it very much. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that was come on. You gotta give me that one. Whoa, that, that, I'm actually sweating after that one. I was worried how that would go down. Uh, yeah, it's a tough IT crowd, isn't it? Yeah. I'll give you that one. I'll, gi- I'll give you that one. Yeah, there, that you, you know, well done. But listen, um, I got, you got your reference. We got Moon Knight. Um, we're, right. we're getting can, close to we... time here, but I think you have a little bit of a bit that you want to... Yeah, know. I mean, this, this won't take long because I don't see this being successful, just like it wasn't last time. <laughs> but uh, yet again, we're going to try what I call Make This Out of These. I make it these. Hold on tight. The most incredible rock and roll adventure ever is here. Feed him to the shark gun. Starring Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron. And Orson Welles. I am the Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Transformers, the movie. Basically, what I'm going to do is, Rob hasn't seen the Transformers 1986 animated movie. Now, it was recently its 33-year anniversary. And Rob, I got you to watch the trailer. Did you watch the trailer? I watched the trailer. Excellent. Now, I'm going to give you five films, and I'm going to read the synopsis on IMDb. And I want you to, using these five films, put together the plot of what you think the plot of the movie was. Are, are you ready? I'm listening. Am I ready? I don't know. <laughs> right. So, now, last time we did this, you got spot on. So, you, you should be confident here. <laughs> so, the five films are... Okay. The overarching theme of the movie is similar to Lord of the Rings. Okay? Okay. And then to break it down into, like, stages. So, like, the first half an hour, say... Saving Private Ryan. Then okay. Star Wars. Then Rocky Four. And then Godzilla. Now, oh, I'm going boy. to read the synopsis. Oh, here Jesus. Okay, so... Uh, oh, yes, here we go. Right, time for the synopsis. <laughs> this gives you nothing. Anyway, the Autobots must stop a colossal planet consuming robot who goes after the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. At the same time, they must defend themselves against an all-out attack from the Decepticons. Okay, so the overarching theme is Lord of the Rings, which makes me think that it's a group of it's a it's a band of merry Transformers. Yeah, okay, yeah. working together yeah. to to find or bring oh. the ma- the matrix of oh. friendship. Uh, leadership, somewhere. leadership, leadership somewhere. Um, but since you said the opening starts with it's it's Saving Private Ryan. That means the movie opens on some sort of crazy uh, battle between the Decepticons and the, the, the Autobots. That's how it kicks off. Uh, okay. So it starts there. So there's a battle. And the second movie you said was 
Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Now, what part of Star Wars are we are we thinking is 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 the the the, the factor here? Either someone goes into hiding, or they go find someone in hiding, or there's a very complex father son relationship between like Optimus Prime and someone else, maybe. That... I mean, you could argue. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm arguing. <laughs> okay, so the the battle starts there, and then they realize that so the, the Decepticons are they're they're beaten back, but the 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 merry band of Transformers must find the matrix of of friendship, leadership, leadership, <laughs> shit, <laughs> leadership, and they need they need to get it, um, uh, either to this big planet, and chuck it in. And dest- and destroy the big planet with this matrix somehow, or the matrix has it, or they're getting it from the matrix. Um, the big planet is the Godzilla one, so there's obviously a big planet. Uh, wait, which Godzilla are we talking about here? I mean, it can be any. Okay, so nothing specific. <laughs> nothing specific, but I mean, there's probably more to the the planet Godzilla thing. Surely, like it's just a big. I mean, think of what it is. Think of what the the, the film is. Right, well, so obviously. The, the the big planet transforms into something. Uh, uh, perhaps it transforms into a giant dinosaur or lizard of sorts, uh, and they must they must battle it at the black gates. Oh, no, I'm going to Lord of the Rings here. What was the middle one? Again? So let me think. Same about Ryan. Uh, the, the the Star Wars. What's in between that? And Ro- Rocky Four is there, but Rocky Four is probably an overall a general team as well. So Rocky Four is is that's. David versus Goliath is essentially the 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 the, the, the scenario there. Um, let me think. You know what? So you know what? I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy to call it there. You know, I'm happy to. I'm happy to let you know how you're doing. But the last thing I'll do is, I'll, I'll go through some of the characters, right? And you can tell me if they live or die. Oh Jesus! Right, right. Okay. Everyone, you know him. You love him. Optimus Prime survives incorrect he um, dies yeah uh hot rod oh he dies surely incorrect he lives uh <laughs> oh, megatron well. who megatron survives incorrect he dies um starscream survives incorrect he dies <laughs> nobody survives uh prowl uh who's that he's a cop car he was in the first and second series so he's a decepticon Oh, he's he's an Autobot. Oh, uh, survives. He dies. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Thundercracker, a Decepticon jet, dies. Yes. Okay, okay. I'll give it two more. Um, t- t- uh, Skywarp, a Decepticon jet, uh, survives. No, he dies. Oh my! Uh, they all died. <laughs> and the last one, then I'll give you is Ultra Magnus. Oh Jesus! Surely he dies. Now, he does die in the film, but he also gets resurrected in the film. So I'll give you that one. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so, right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how well you did now, Rob. I'm going to be honest. I'm really happy with how you did there. Okay. Neither I'm amazing at the films I pick, or you're just an amazing person for getting uh, pro- it right. Probably a bit of both. Obviously, the whole point is there's a battle and then there's a big quest that they're sent on. That was the core I took away from. Yes, yeah. So, so the first half an hour of the film is just this big, gigantic, crazy battle where... All the main characters from the first two series of the cartoon, like the good guys, Autobots and the Decepticons, they all just get killed. Like Optimus Prime gets killed, Megatron gets killed. About like they just 
literally dragging bodies of like main characters across the screen and they're oh, all dead. there's your there's your saving five ryan reference specifically <laughs> oh, it is insane it is insane okay so then um i guess i moved on to star wars because the kind of the band get the band of merry transformers get together and they have to go from planet to planet to kind of get the matrix of leadership Okay. So they're like, okay, we got to go here and we got to go here. There's, there's even a point where they have lightsabers. Um, and like, oh. you know, some yeah, of the characters that's, that's are very on the nose. Oh, it's, it's it even makes the, the lightsaber nice. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very on the nose. Um, Rocky <laughs> Four, I said, because, well, David and Goliath is wanting, but essentially Rocky Four is just a collection of montages. So is this film. It is just a collection of, of music videos put together. Uh, and also the same composer for Rocky IV and Transformers. No way. Um, the last one is Godzilla, because like you correctly identified, the the planet, Unicron, they're going after, changes into a gigantic Transformer at the end, and they have to use the matrix of leadership to stop him. Oh. So, so you know what, it. Rob? Not you did bad. pretty okay on this. Not too bad. I got the first half far more so than the second half. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. Be, I, I use this specific film because there's almost no storyline to it, and the trailer is so funny that I was like, "What can he do with this?" So listen, let me tell you, I had no idea what was happening in that trailer. Didn't know where it started, where it ended. I actually thought it was finished, and then it just started at a whole second half of the trailer that I wasn't expecting. At one point, there's a bit where a transformer backflips, turns into a gun, and then another transformer catches him and then starts. Oh firing. yeah, that's Megatron turned into a gun and Starscream firing him. Wait, he turns into a gun, a tiny gun. A tiny gun, yeah, and he has to be fired by people. <laughs> but at the same time, in that scene, he gets fired at like three Autobots, again, from the main series, and he just kills them. They just mercilessly die. It's really weird. God, a lot of them die. I wasn't expecting so many of them to be dead when we went through the, the characters there. So the film, when it came out, was an absolutely, like, it did awfully bad. Because, again, they were like, we want to sell toys, so we're going to introduce a whole swathe of brand new characters and kill all the old ones. <laughs> I loved the emphasis of the word kill there. They're all gonna die. Rob, you know what? We are gonna watch... It's one of my favourite films of all I time. I know it's one of your favourite films. We're gonna watch it someday and you're gonna be bowled over because I'm gonna be like, that guy's a main character, that guy's a main character, that guy's a main character. And you're like, Ross, he's he's dead though. They're all, they're all dead, Ross. And yes, yes, they are. The, the, I have to say the theme song is very catchy in the trailer. Very 80s. Very... You've got oh, the soundtrack. You got the touch. See, if you'd watched Glow, one of the songs from the film is in Glow. Oh, wow. Wait, you got the touch. Is that, was that, they just used that for the movie. Obviously, More Than Meets the Eye is the specific Transformers track, is it? Because that would make sense. Or is that just its own song? I genuinely don't know. Well, the song that was in the trailer you saw is, is You've Got the Touch. Right. And it was also in, did you see Boogie Nights? I'm not recalling it from that. Mark Wahlberg sings it. God, that is, that's a, that's a, of all the parallels between two movies, that is a strange one. Right. But anyway, Rob, you did it. I think you did pretty well there. You should, you should be proud of yourself. I, I clawed my way through it. Barry, a, a merry band of Transformers. Look at them go. And the Matrix of Friendship. The Matrix of Friendship unites all <laughs> Autobots and Decepticons. Till all are one. You know, there you go. Man, I'm liking this. I don't care what anybody else thinks of that segment. I love it. And we're doing it again sometime <laughs> soon. In fact, I already have another film in my head that I want to, I want to do this with. I had fun. You know, it's tough because yeah, I, to, I have to wing it live. So I literally had no idea where I was going with it either time, for the record. Well, that's it for the t- Yeah, just to clarify. Well, look, we're done. Rob, we did it. We made it to the end. 
of yet Somehow, another miraculously episode. we made it to the end. So it just leaves one more thing to do. Our classic world famous segment, one who is which is adored by Mark Hamill and loathed by the one and only Jacob <laughs> Wright. It is. I really hope this is the first time some people listen and they're like, why does why does Mark Hamill love it and Edgar Wright hate it? <laughs> to them, you should know. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm just just giving out to people for not knowing. Um, right, oh. Rob, what is your Rob fact for this week? My fact this week, to keep up with the space theme of our space friends, the Transformers, much like Facebook... That's the technology, if you're familiar with it. Um, Star Wars was originally titled The Star Wars. Right, and my Ross fact for this week is Transformers Dark of the Moon was Leonard Nimoy's last movie before he died. How about that? Two, Two facts... Are they two facts? They're that's certainly... well. That's the question. Well, one of them are isn't. They're that's... certainly. Oh, <laughs> that, that the question isn't. Are they both true, Rob? Are they both facts? Who knows? Does anybody? <laughs> is anybody listening? Who's there? Yeah, well, we can I can't remember. I I got stuck again and almost said it. You know, which I I couldn't remember which was like true or false. So <laughs> the gig is up. The gig. Look, the gig is long and true, well and truly up. But uh, right, Rob, we're done. We're done. But lastly, just before just before I go, or we go, I just want to say, um, there's some people on Twitter have been really, really cool to us, and they've like given us lots of shout-outs and stuff. Um, so I kind of want to give them shout-outs back. Uh, so we have like Trivial Teeters, uh, Red Band Reviewers, Another Digital Citizen, and Drop Anchor. So thanks, guys. You've all been really, really awesome to us and retweeted loads of our stuff, and thank you for that. Thanks for putting up with Ross. I really appreciate you keeping him company on Twitter. He's having a great time. You taking he, him off my hands. He, he, it's like he runs home from school. He's like, look at who I was talking today to on Twitter. I'm like, that's fantastic, buddy. I'm glad you're having such a good time. Yeah, then you're like, and now leave me alone. <laughs> and now leave me alone. That's so good. Look, I call it like it is. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, we got there. Where can people find us, buddy? People can find us on Twitter, uh, at CapUnderstands. We have a website, uh, CapUnderstands.com, and there's some mm. like fun articles and fun stuff up there, so go check that out. We're also on, uh, we're on, we're on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. They're very useful apps. Also, of course, on Ross's personal favourite. Don't forget about Podtail. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could never forget about Podtail. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, listen, Podtail is, is Podtail and me. We go way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're feeling ever so kindly, you can leave us uh, a review on some of those platforms. I think iTunes specifically is the one where that facilitates the reviewing. Of course, that would be excellent if you could, people. Thank you. Yes. We would really, really love that. And thank you all for listening. And look, let us know what you think. Get involved. Hopefully, yeah. you keep listening and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbor. Tell your dog. Tell. Tell the alien that's abducted your friend who you do a podcast with. Tell tell all those kinds of folks. That, that's you again. We remember that from the start. Oh, uh, the, the gig's up again. <laughs> the gig again is well and truly up. Well, all that's left to say is that I've been Ross. And I've been Rob. And this has been I Understood That Reference. Thanks so much for listening. Have a Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic one. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye, it's the end of the news and the stories you tell with them. Bye-bye, bye-bye.
I'm going gonna... to keep this going as long as it <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy it.